Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast and the Shelf Stories YouTube channel, the channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by uh, to this more chats with more friends. Uh, very excited. Uh, the guest of honor, you see him on the bottom there. He's h- coming from his home in Nashville, Tennessee. He is the founder and CEO of Van Ryder Games and the, pub- and the designer of the game that we're going to talk about today, which is Hostage Negotiator with the career expansion. This is Mr. AJ Porfirio. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks Veter- for having me, Jason. Appreciate it. Veteran of Every Night's Game Night, back my old podcast. I was on there a couple times to promo his games. I uh, had to have him on. I'm, I'm going through the Rolodex, baby. <laughs> everybody that was on the old show could come on and promo the new stuff. Uh, and joining me uh, is uh, Michael Kelly from the One Stop Co-op Shop. What's up, Mike? Hey, hey. Good to be here again. Michael Kelly did cover um, Hosh Negotiator career on the channel, a very positive review. Uh, spoiler alert, very positive review for me as well. Uh, at this point, it's, it's not a secret. Uh, I did put my review in the Dice Tower, uh, gave it a seal of excellence, it absolutely deserves it. Um, but I had some questions. <laughs> yeah, bring it. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say but. It's, I mean, 8.5 seal of excellence, I, 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 I absolutely um, meant that. And I'm going to talk about just non-spoiler. So the first part of this podcast is going to be non-spoiler. We're gonna, and we're mostly going to get into career because I think Hosh Negotiator came out four years ago. I think we've done that. We actually did a podcast <laughs> on that one. But like, we, I want to do, I want to just kind of fast forward uh, a little bit. But then there's going to be a spoiler cut. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be an after show where we talk about like a full spoilers and all that kind of stuff. And then I get to ask some questions. All right. So, <laughs> Looking forward to it. I already knew what they're about too. <laughs> who knows where I'm going? <laughs> I want to get people excited to just stay tuned for the after show because we're going to have a discussion, sir. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but before we do that, let's go ahead and do some promo. Uh, so this is a combined effort. I am very happy to have joined fully uh, the One Stop Co-op Shop. Uh, I will be making playthrough videos through the One Stop Co-op Shop and joining their family. And also podcasting here. So we are ex- definitely uh, expanding our reach. Uh, and also, this will have happened a couple of weeks ago as we recorded. One Stop Co-op Shop did reach 20,000 subscribers. That's right. Literally Man, today. That's crazy. As of, as of this recording. And it, it was weird because we were, uh, I'm doing a video this weekend and I thought I had a few more days, but then like the subscribers went up a lot faster than I thought they would. So <laughs> yeah, just uh, the internet conspired against me. But it's, it's very of, cool. So thanks. Thanks, yeah, everybody. Congrats. We appreciate awesome. it. It's absolutely a lot of quality content on there. Shelf Stories is banging there at 480 subscribers. Dude, that's amazing. Uh, like for how recently you started that is awesome. Too much. I'm actually, I, I am really happy about that. Uh, and I've, I've kind of made it my talking head channel. So I'm really looking forward to kind of blowing that out uh, with, the, with the game, with the, the conversations like this and also my shelf help series, which is uh, focused on mental health. So uh, please go ahead and hit, hit subscribe and like if you like the, those, those things. Uh, AJ, though, uh, we were just complimenting him on the beautiful Van Ryder website. Uh, so if you go to Van Ryder website, uh, it is one of the best in-game stores or in-website stores you're going to see. So uh, AJ, before we get going, let's say here's some promo. You got some stuff coming up. Uh, this will actually be coming out in 
December, I think I have this uh, down for. Or I don't. I, I think I think it's in December. Uh, so it'll be a little bit past Black Friday, but you will have some, you know, Christmas yeah, deals I mean, we'll and production sales stuff. throughout the sort of holiday season. Um, so if this is coming out after Black Friday, definitely pay, stay uh, keep keep going to the website because there will probably be some pre Christmas um, sales and holiday sales and uh, things of that nature. No, man, AJ, I see this giant pledge for final girl before yeah. the time runs out <laughs> button over here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A little spoiler, because I'm doing my uh, my top Kickstarter video in uh, December for all the Kickstarters I've covered this year. And I've covered, oh my gosh, man, like 30 or 40 of them. And final That's... Girl, I, I haven't finalized my list yet, but Final Girl is in the top three. So all right. it has yeah, a shot I mean, at number it, one. It, yeah, and it is, I mean, time, the time is now starting to get, uh, a little bit short in terms of going to late pledge. So if they're, you know, if you're hearing this at the beginning of December, we are definitely going to at minimum leave it running through the end of the year. Um, so you'll at least have through December. Uh, after that, I'm not, I can't make any guarantees. It's just all going to depend on how production's going. Uh, we, when we, you know, we'll probably actually need to finalize quantities before then. So if we get to a point where we've pre-sold a certain amount and we need, you know, the rest for sort of retail, we'll cut it off. But definitely we'll leave it up through the end of the year and then beyond that um, as long as we can. All right. So Final Girl is the second iteration uh, hostage negotiated with a board. Uh, and we had, we've done preview series and you'll hear a lot more about Final Girl uh, coming up. But we are talking about the predecessor. Uh, product, uh, Hasha Negotiator, which came out in 2017, uh, and we are talking about the career expansion. So um, this is the culminating product, right? And I guess my first question was, how early in the Hasha Negotiator like, life cycle did you conceive of wrapping everything up with a career-type campaign expansion? Uh, I mean, pretty early on. I, I, I love narrative games, and I love games that tell stories. Um, and so even from the beginning that my full, I kind of had my full vision, but at the time, I mean, solo only games were almost unheard of. Um, yeah, there were like two outlets. I think Ant Lab covered it. Um, yeah. at that very, cause I remember watching that play through Ricky Royal, maybe, I don't remember. That. Yeah. Ricky Royal did definitely did. He actually did, uh, something for our, our Kickstarter and, but I mean, yeah, I didn't. I was. I really thought the best avenue to go was to have an accessible, low-cost game. Um, and we actually, you know, we'll get complaints from time to time. That there's not enough abductors in the base game and all this stuff. But I really think the decision to use that model, which was to have a few in the base game and then have abductor packs, people could expand as much or as little as they wanted to, was the right way to go as opposed to trying to jam 10 abductors with a content in the box. And now it's 50, $60 game, uh, especially back then um, where a solo only game wasn't really heard of. And I just felt like people might be a little shy to spend a lot of money on that. So that was the, the decision we made. And I think it was the right one. Um, but again, we, I mean, we do get that complaint sometimes where people feel like, I think you might've even mentioned it, Jason, where maybe, maybe having a little bit more in the base game would have been nice, but and that's fair. I mean, it's a fair comment, but my, my feeling on it was, well, you can spend $25 and if you don't like it, you know, you're fine. Uh, versus if we put a bunch of stuff in there, it's a bigger entry price. 
and you don't like it, then, you know, you spend a little more to figure that out. I think my specific thing is there's three abductors in there, right? There's the really basic one, Arkane Masu, who's like, who basically just stands there. He's bored to die. And then you have the Donna Scarborough, who is the starts at threat level two. So it's like soothe and save. It's like yelling at you, soothe and save. And then there's the other one that is like, you know, uh, Edward Quinn, who you have to get a bunch of conversation points for. You don't have to, but like the, the thing. So it's like you, it's almost like very instructional. <laughs> not only are there very few objectives, they're very instructional. So they're almost like solvable. You know, if you, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, people who, who get really good at the game can beat those abductors a high percentage of the time. Um, but with the variance of the, of the terror deck and dice, I mean, nothing is, yeah, nothing you won't get to hundred percent. Absolutely. Not. Solvable. Uh, but, yeah. but sure. Yeah. You could definitely get good enough at the game where you are winning a high percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the abductor packs and everything. So then um, I guess, I mean, so career came pretty early. And to be clear, I, we should probably say what career is. <laughs> Before we get into that, I just realized, like, we haven't explained it. Uh, go ahead, AJ, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, no, so uh, career is essentially an overarching campaign for Hostage Negotiator where you are going to play 10 years in the life of a Hostage Negotiator. Uh, and it has story, uh, a lot of sort of choose-your-own-adventure-style story moments where you're given a choice and you – can select one or the other. And those choices that you make are going to define um, yourself as a negotiator, how your career is going. Uh, the main the main things you're tracking in the game are your stress levels. You have career stress and personal stress. Uh, you're also trying to get promoted. So you have a merit level. Um, so you're managing all these things. And there's a, a a story that tells itself over the course of the of the 10 years campaign um and it's a you know you guys my gear especially really fast you probably have finished the campaign in three hours uh, <laughs> for most people i think it's four to six hours uh to get through a campaign uh, especially if you're new to the system but if you know the system really well you could you could move through it pretty quickly um, i would admit i, like to I break cheated in. So what I did was I played the first, I think, three or four games with the abductors out of the app. And uh, the app okay. just takes it like, it just, it takes so, it's so quick to get yeah. through those like first few. It's like, okay, like I'm, I'm done in three minutes. And then I'll go back to the cards, <laughs> read it and then load it back up. Once I started getting the dot, 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 which we're not going to spoil, yeah. then I had to go back to the, um, the, the play map. But I, I was able to kind of cut, cut a few corners there. Yeah, uh, and make I mean, it to at least year five. That's valid. That's a valid way. But yeah, once you start getting statuses and different things, uh, the app doesn't doesn't right. handle those things. Mm-hmm. Um. So and and Mike, jump in any time. But I think so. Let's get into how you did career. So then, I think overall, my 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 my. I think my conclusion from the or one of the things I said in the the dash time video was, you have these two ways of telling stories that are occurring simultaneously. Right. So like there is the track, right? There is a the deck of cards one to ten. And they're they're random, but like they arc, you know. So it's like you're like the first half-ish is gonna be, oh, you're you know, you're in, in training and you're following somebody, da 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 da. And then you go on and then towards like year six, seven, eight, nine. Now we're like, you know, we're we're in our mid-career and we're getting promoted and we're getting and then it culminates, 
right? Or and, you and aren't I, getting promoted if you, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> do promotions like I do in some of my campaigns. <laughs> yes. And then you're still on the you, lowest <laughs> rank in year nine. <laughs> and then in year 10, you peacefully retire. No, no right. that never happens. Um, so there's that. You have to try really hard not to get promoted throughout the whole time. No, no, I'm joking. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I've gone the entire time with zero. Yeah. At some Actually, point, I'm not sure if it's possible, but it probably is. At but. some point, like some of the cards actually have, if you haven't been promoted by now, be promoted. Right. <laughs> they take pity on you. They're, they're like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So you tell a linear story with the, what is that? Career deck? The career, yeah. Career events. A, a linear-ish story. Yeah, and then say, you it's have, not really linear. You have like your touchstone right. in, at points. I won't say more than that, but yeah, I wouldn't call it linear really. It's, but there's an I, think arc, I guess like a, a I think arc. what you mean is it's a clear progression. Yeah, like progressive, yeah. It's clear when you're early years versus middle years versus late years. Yes. Right. So you have that as like the kind of guts of the game. And then you have these these emergent story elements, like the personal deck and the stressor deck. They're that kind of like confetti around the story. You know, <laughs> so it's like, you yep. know, you have your donut and you have your sprinkles. So like you, you have your, your, your core progression, but then you have the, 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 the emergent elements that are kind of sprinkled in. So maybe talk a little bit about how, cause you'd have to do it that way. Like you could have gone one way or the other. So tell yeah. me, uh, talk about how that whole process developed. Yeah. I mean, so I really wanted it to be replayable number one. So I, I wanted I mean, I love legacy games. I think they're awesome. So you could definitely see where I sprinkled some of those elements in, but I wanted to do that and yet still keep it replayable. I think that's for, especially for a solo game, really important. Um, and so it, initially I actually had the personal events, the same as the career events where you had year one personal event and year two and, and like that. Uh, and what I found as I was, designing and developing it was like the personal events kind of could happen any time in your career. So it was like, why am I trying to sort of make these be in a certain time? I could just have, you know, personal events can be just mixed up and you don't have to select one from each year. So it simplified that setup, but it also, um, like you said, sprinkled in some just like different stuff happening, um, throughout the course of the game. And so, yeah, when you play, I mean, you could, in one game, you could get a personal event in the first year and the next game you may not get it at all, or you may get it late in the career. Um, and so that's kind of how that ended up developing. And then the stressors, honestly, the stressors are probably something I'm one of the things I'm most proud of in the game because it does, in my opinion, I think you guys would agree successfully let it tells you part of the story, but you get, you have to almost fill in the blanks um, from what's happened already, but it does it in a cohesive manner. So like, for example, uh, I guess I'll be, gotta be careful with spoilers, but you can get make one. Just make it up. Like you're fucking yeah, the you dog. Get and something <laughs> and it says, um, you're sad, right? Right. Because of something that happened in the past, but it doesn't say what that thing is. But then you connect the dots in your mind and go, oh, yeah, in, in, in year two, you know, I accidentally hit that dog with my car. Like, that was terrible. Like, so, and I think that it happens for most people, uh, for most players, that just happens automatically. Like, you don't have to sit there and think, why am I, wait, why am I sad? It's like, snap. Oh, yeah, I remember. Like, and so, and that may or may not, usually it's 
how you got the stressor in the first place connects to like, oh yeah, like I got the sad stressor when I accidentally hit that dog and it, and it comes back and you have a memory about it. Um, and so, and I, I wanted to do that. And it's, and, and it, another game that does that really well and probably I've drawn so much inspiration from this game, but Robinson Crusoe with the, mm. the deck where you kind of put something back in and it comes back up later. Like, I love that. And I think it, that's exactly how the stressor deck is. Like yeah, the stressor deck is the one job that, of yeah. like mm-hmm. connecting things throughout the story. Um, so that's, that's kind of where that came from. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I, I literally recorded a podcast last night with Peter about emergent storytelling and like how they can kind of come out in games and, yeah, for me, I think it's at its best when you have like these uh, very specific, discrete events, but like they just leave a little bit of connective tissue missing and then you can fill in the gap, but they're can close enough that it's not hard for you to fill in that gap. Mm-hmm. So I think you did a really nice job with uh, with those decks for sure. Although for me, I don't know if this is how it was for you, Jason. My favorite part about career, and I definitely mentioned this in my review, was how it uh, filled out the hostage negotiator experience for me. Um, and what I mean by that, you know, AJ alluded to this. I play games fast sometimes, maybe too fast. So a game of hostage negotiator might be like 10 or 15 minutes and maybe that's too quick and maybe it, it's like not yeah, fulfilling it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would, I would have put you at five minutes, but Hey, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, you know, I, I guess, I guess if I, uh, if I go for a risky move and it doesn't work out, that might be possible. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes like how much I lose by or how much I win by, it's just a like, it's just a moment and it goes away. But for me, having the career framework and like keeping track of which hostages I've lost and those becoming, uh, you know, I love resource management, those becoming like kind of resources in the telling of my story. Yeah, for like me, that 35 made, hostages. Right. And, and if you lose them, if you lose them in one game, that carries over. Uh, so then there are events later like in the later part of your career, which we're not going to, so hard to talk about this product or any kind of legacy product, but like there are ramifications. Like you will have different things happen to you if you lose too many of those hostages. Yes. Yeah. And so like when I finished my first campaign, I was immediately like, oh man, I want to play another campaign because I wanted to see how things played out more. So it gave, uh, it gave the individual games of Hostage Negotiator like this importance that you don't need in a one-off game, but it was really like kind of nice to have. It almost, like I, I could imagine playing regular Hostage Negotiator again, but I don't know if I would want to. Like, why not, ju- you know, might as well start a new career and like keep track of things as I go. And, you know, even if I don't play like all, uh, all 10 years in a row, I don't know. I, that, that's kind of where I yeah. see myself being at this point. It does bring up something though. Why 10? You could have gone like I, I, so, okay. Like Mike and I were dorks for this stuff. Like we played it in one night, but like I was up late. <laughs> I think I, I probably, uh, I, I did it all one night, but I think I started at like, it's like one of them, like nine to two type, yeah. you know, like marathons because not only am I playing, I'm like looking at the cards. What could I chose? I'm doing all this stuff. Uh, why not like break it up? And say, okay, here is a three, uh, a three career arc, or like a three uh, thing arc. Like I think uh, Aeon's End made that choice. Like so, Legacy was like a big thing, and you know it was okay. But then it, the New Age comes out, and it's like, okay, here's a campaign of three games, and you could bang it out at night, and you you're, you feel really good. Uh, was that something like that a consideration, or like longer or short? I just wanted to know your thinking behind why ten. Um, I. 
I mean, first off, that's kind of when I do it, that's kind of how I do it is how you said I'll play like three years in a session. I think that's a good, yeah, you could play three years in, you know, one and a half, two hours probably. Uh, and some may, maybe even faster depending if you have a negotiation in a year or not. But uh, a lot of uh, what I had to do with career because of how I planned the product and how it had to fit in a base game hostage negotiator size box, even though we went like a touch taller because um, I needed every, as you guys probably know when you opened it, I mean, it's, there's no wasted space. In the it's box. a heavy box. <laughs> So I was constrained. That was actually one of the biggest challenge was not going outside of the constraints that I essentially had created for myself before I even started designing it. Like I knew that I had to fit everything in that box. So, the, so that was challenging. And I picked, I mean, 10 years, I guess you could say it's, it was picked because it's kind of a round number. This uh, box. Yeah. That's the, that's the crime wave box. And so Ever since that came out, you had that extra space in the well where a career was going to sit. Um, <laughs> yeah, the podcast is, does have no idea what's going on. I, I turn into shelf stories, you'll see everything. Yeah, Dick Jason is now holding up the box to show it all fits. <laughs> yeah, and so, so, so I have Jason career in the well, and then I have the base hosh negotiator in the well, and then the rest of the box is like the cards and all that kind of thing. So beautiful how it fits all together. <laughs> And it's toot your own horn, AJ. You did a good job. This is like five years, hey, seven years of design of work. Like, yeah, I, this is I awesome. I conceived that whole thing when we made career. And like, I had to think about like, okay, where am I taking this? And like, and it, at that point, like hostage was successful. And like, you know, I knew there wasn't a huge risk of like never finishing it. So um, that that's something I wouldn't have done if that was the first launch of a, of a product necessarily. Um, but anyway, yeah, so 10 years, I mean, it was a nice round number. I felt like 10 or so negotiations was a good uh, number. I didn't want it to be where you played against every single abductor right. Um, right. in a career. And so, but that's, that gets it where you're going to see half or more, you know, probably eight to 10 uh, or eight to eight or nine, eight, 10, nine, 10. And then you go play the next game and you can see, or next career, and you can see totally different abductors. Uh, or some the same, some different. And so it just really made sense. And I wanted, I didn't want the campaign to be too long because I don't know about you guys, but well, I, you guys probably don't have a problem, but I, it's challenging for me to finish campaign games sometimes. Uh, dude, <laughs> it's it's I, worse I, for us because of all say, the things we have to do. Yeah, because okay, you're I, jumping. That's true. I, I, I've reviewed, uh, I think, 80 games this year. So now it's very, <laughs> very tough for me to cover yeah, A good podcast, y'all yeah, get it about between 80 and 100 games. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing, even for, even for those of us that play games all the time. And I wanted it to be very finishable. Um, and I would rather have had it be shorter and you can play multiple campaigns than a long one that you played half of it and then never went back to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, w did you consider like the even shorter one, like the career and a night or like, you know, uh, the, the day, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, you just like, I don't know, like an episode of 24. So I see like 24 would have the three acts. So like you'd have the one, then, then the boss would change and the boss, but then the, the big boss would come. Uh, so you kind of have one season, uh, like, you know, one 
tight season that you can play in literally like two hours. Was that a consideration or, or did you, or was this division and you, and you believe? Yeah, that? that wasn't really a consideration just because, I mean, because of kind of all the things we've talked about up to this point, I didn't have a luxury of where I could do it in like packs or different boxes. Like right. it just needed to fit, needed to all come in the one box. Um, when also so, stuff we'll talk about in the spoiler section, I know you need to have, I think a proper build up to things that, that do things. <laughs> you know, I think if it was like if if the same stuff happened, but it was a five scenario like campaign, it wouldn't really have the same uh, impact. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave that. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all so, I'll say. So no, I mean it's a fair question, but I, I I never really thought about it being shorter or doing shorter sort of like episodic type stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, actually, I want to go back to the whole emergent versus like like narrative uh, or laid out progressed narrative. We'll say. Uh, linear is a bad word <laughs> because you do have choices. You have the little viewfinder. So like, if you don't know that the cards have two choices, every single card that you do has two choices. You can always viewfind one of them. And for the most part, they lead to manipulation of your stats, right? I mean, it's not like it's going to be hugely, you know, like now all of a sudden you're like a, a beat cop in Chicago. And now all of a sudden you're, no, no, you're mostly a hostage negotiator, but then there's like wrinkles here and there. Um, so I, I don't know if that if it was always successful in terms of like the the emergent elements smoothly folding into like the narrative. So I, I gave the example, and again, I made this up in the review of like you're in year eight and like things are really popping, and then you get a personal event of like, okay, you walk Sadie O'Grady's dog across the street. Do you, you know, uh, take her all the way to the bus, or do you just leave her there? Uh, so then that will be a personal event that comes out. So like every once in a while, you'll get that real disjunction. Yeah. I mean, it, it could happen. Um, I would say the ones that I look back at um, that bother me probably the most. So there's some that you could just have like a, a horrible negotiation and it'll, you may get something that says like, Oh, you've had a great year. Like, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like patting you on the back, and like those when that happens, I'm kind of like, oh man. But like, um, it's fine. Like, you could abstract like, oh, I did other things in the other six months of my job, right? That were like, we're good, and that's what I where I hope. Or, or or they're they're just pity pats, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. the team has seen you like sneaking the flask out of your drawer and they're like really worried about you. So they're right. like, Hey, you know, we really appreciate you, Jason. You're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the personal events are always meant to be a little bit sort of outside of your career. Like they're always meant to be, it could just be you're walking down the street with your dog and something happened. It's just meant to be as sort of, it's meant to show, Hey, you're not a hostage negotiator all the time. Like other stuff's happening in your life. And guess what? Like those things can impact your career and vice versa. Like the stuff that happens on your job can impact your personal life. So I wanted this sort of, uh, they are related in that way in that your the stress from one can sort of affect the other. Um, but you can definitely have something that feels like, oh, wow, the story is uh, taking me this way. And then like, this is kind of over here. And I just, I guess I, I give myself a little bit of hand wave because like, it's going to be like, just the way the system's set up, it's going to be extremely hard to like, 
make everything just feel like 100% connected. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the alternative like would have been what you played with, which was tier the personal decks and tier the stressor decks. And like everything yeah. could have been tiered, but that I guess you you said it kind of felt a little bit constraining. Would that be a, a good well, one? Well, yeah, and it, it, you actually get more variety this way. Like I, I it's the career event deck's job. That It's that deck's job to have the progression. And you, you even kind of called it out yourself. And the personal deck's job is to sprinkle different things in as you're going. And so whether that works 100% of the time, sure, you're gonna, you'll have moments where it might be weird, but uh, I think it works the majority of the time. Did you, do you have any of those record scratch moments there, uh, Mike? Or was it, were you so into it that you didn't even, uh, you didn't feel it? I mean, you know, I, I don't know if this is sacrilege for like the solo community, but I love narrative and I like emergent narrative, but I, you know, I've been playing, <laughs> I've been doing role playing for like, you know, decades now. I've been doing like choose your own adventure games and books since I was like six years old. Um, so I've seen so many narratives when I sit down to play a board game in the end, like if I'm not making interesting choices and if like stuff isn't happening because of my choices and I'm not like managing stuff, that's when I get taken out. So yeah, you know, like I know it's a game. I, I've designed games. I'm like, you know, one of our games we're working on right now has like a branching campaign with choices and stuff. And, and I, I know how it goes. So no, I, I didn't, <laughs> if it happened, I immediately was like, whatever, just moved on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, okay. So then on the mechanism side, uh so man this is another one just spoiler 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 uh what i will say is that you did okay so i will say this you you said that you were inspired by legacy and you know that kind of that model and and legacy isn't only the stickies legacy is also boxes so that's you're gonna see that when you when you first open the thing there are sub boxes and little envelopes and if you know van rider products there are envelopes all over the box (laughs) <laughs> not just in this product, but in multiple products. Uh, my copy of the big score, I was very happy to lift the insert. <laughs> there's, there's more stuff in there. So you, as an thing. example, what's that? It's just such a fun thing to find something hidden you didn't know was there. Uh, so there is that. So there are, there are the surprises, and you definitely kind of borrow that from Legacy with your own twist. Was there, but it's a, such a small game, right? And it's such a compact design. Was that a challenge to put, like to put enough in there that was new and and satisfying for the player uh will you did you feel that design constraint did that hold you back from maybe more surprises that you had in store um i definitely felt the constraint i but i also feel like i got everything in there that i wanted to okay um so which i didn't know if i was going to be able to do um there would have I I originally would have done, there would have been probably as many personal cards as there were event uh, career events, but that, you know, couldn't happen. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, I, I got in there, I think about what I wanted to, uh, of course, I mean, if I didn't have the constraints, like I would have scope creep definitely would have set in and I would have like <laughs> probably threw some more stuff in there, but I think it's probably better for it that, that I didn't. So I wonder what this product would look like, like in this, you know, let's say it was like a, a, a hit app, right? Or a hit computer Steam game or something like that. You can literally dump in anything you want in that kind of space. Like they've, like, you know, app developers of board games will say like, oh, I can do all this extra stuff yeah. now. And is that something that you kind of in the back of your mind wish, or is this like the completed product and let's move on? 
Um, I'm, this is yes and yes. So this is the completed product, but I'm 98% sure there will be something else I will do for hostage. So, um, and mo the most likely scenario is that there will be another finale pack, most likely, um, at a minimum. So those are fun to do and it, it keeps it fresh. Like the, the main story I think is pretty fresh, but definitely you guys know, I mean, finale packs, even though they can play out different, um, when you replay them, it's, you know, you know it, you know it a little bit. So, um, I definitely want to, want to maybe do an alt finale pack three, I guess it would be, um, whether that's in a, like, it may just be a print and play type thing. It may be, we may do an actual pack. I kind of like the idea of just doing a, a PMP and giving it or, or charging, you know, really cheap for it. Um, Put it on the BGG store or something. People can just get it quick and go do it. And it adds, you know, that much more to their game. Mm -hmm. um, however, like, I don't know how many people have actually played it and gone through all the finales. Like, I don't, I'm not hearing a ton of like calls for more necessarily. Um, so there's that side of it too. Like, am I like, am I doing another finale pack for like 50 people? Like, I don't know if that's the best use of my time, but. Um, yeah. I mean, so I think that is all the questions I had for regular career. I mean, it, it's, this game is, it's, it's awesome. I compared it to Arkham Horror LCG, like in favorably, yeah, you know, that. like it, 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 it rose from Oni Rim being the comparison to Arkham Horror LCG, which is a, which is a really crazy thing to think about. You know, I mean, as, I don't know. Like, I mean, what do you think, uh, Michael? Is that a, is that a good kind of comp? Obviously, well, Arkham I, I, is bigger, I mean, I, but I, I see your point. You know, kind of going back to what I said. Like, my favorite thing is the kind of permanence and the management in a way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like and Arkham LCG, forward, like you, you're yeah, never stuck. Yeah, like Arkham LCG, you always go forward, but you'll have more or less experience. You'll have kind of the scars of what happened to you, and you get that here with the stressors and like the permanent whatever might happen. No spoilers, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then and then I I would say that I mean I don't think uh, I'm not an O'Neill master who can play with. Oh, did I freeze for a second? No, you got it. Go keep okay. going. You're, you're... Yeah, I'm not an O'Neill master like Jason who can like play every single mod all at once and just <laughs> make it work. <laughs> um, but I, I would say Onirim, even like base game to base game, felt a little more random to me than uh, than hostage negotiator base. Um, but but I see what you mean there. Like it, it's a it's a little moment. You play through it. You're like, yep, and you can play it again in like ten minutes. And it doesn't. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I like those kind of games. But it's almost like filler status, and this yeah. elevates it beyond filler status. So yeah, I mean, I, I see what you mean. It, it kind of gains some of that uh, Arkham swagger with like the uh, the campaign mode. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things I wanted to say earlier, Mike, when you were talking about how it kind of brings everything together is and one of the things i wanted to make sure that it did was it by virtue of you continuing even when you lose i think that that helps a lot yeah because um, hostages a lot of people find it extremely difficult oh yeah um and so lieutenant jackson man i am zero and 75 against lieutenant jackson's really garbage <laughs> really hard um <laughs> too many so, people to save so i think that it I think that by virtue of like, you still get, you can lose every game in career and you're still going to get a pretty good story out of it. So like, 
unless you're just like die hard, like competitive, like all I care about is winning. I think career really elevates the the experience because yeah. you can, there's still uh, things for you to sort of feel good about that happen within the career, even if you're losing negotiations. Yeah. And I'll say, uh, I think your, your kind of fail forward uh, version is uh, more consistently fun than Arkham can be. Because if you lose like, uh, you know, six negotiations in a row, you're not really at that much of a disadvantage for number seven. Like you're in a similar spot. You might've missed some opportunities, but in Arkham, you know, your characters like yeah. got two sanity and one health when they start the next scenario. Zero experience. They're fighting like gods from beyond the beyond, you know, and then, that's fine. That's what the theme is supposed to be, but it's, right. it's not necessarily joyous, you know, it's like, Oh, we lost on turn two because we're all shambling corpses at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely a friendlier campaign. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So that was Hosh Negotiator Career. Uh, I mean, I think both Mike and I both highly recommend it. Uh, I mean, and we're not just kissing AJ's butt because AJ published Mike's game and, you know, we all love AJ and we love his games. We, all that. <laughs> we, we totally believe in this product. And I, I liked Hosh Negotiator the entire – actually, I, 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 I lied. I hated Hosh Negotiator when I first played it. I hated it. I was like, what? How many blank faces on the dice? And then you learn to play. You learn how to play uh, cards face down for your, you know, for your compensation points, mm-hmm. huge part of the game that people kind of like have to get over. And then you learn how to play and it just becomes a pleasure. And then career ties everything together. So uh, kudos to you, non-spoiler kudos to you. So I think we can end that uh, right here. Unless you have anything that you'd like to add about as a little capper on the-, on the uh, I, I mean, just thanks for sticking with it. Cause I think a lot of people, a lot of players that are new to the game, they get to that point and it, they never, they don't look, look at it a little deeper and and ask like hey is there something i could be doing differently as much as much as like we even try to point to those things in the rule book and like hey this is really important uh, it just still happens and, and that's the biggest complaint of the game still is that people feel that there's too much luck um you know it's a risk management game so obviously i disagree i don't i think there's a lot of tactics and strategy there uh and and I think that if you stick with it like you did, Jason, uh, and, and you're not the only one. I mean, there have been people, like, they absolutely hated it. And then the light bulb clicks and they figure it out and they mm-hmm. they enjoy it a lot more. When, I mean, my journey was similar, too. I wouldn't say I ever hated it, but I I, I was like, this is okay. And I think I uh, I was borrowing a friend's copy and I was like, yeah, I played this four times. Here you go. You can have it back. <laughs> well, I, but, okay. I... I actually, I will stick with that word because I'm a counselor and I'm a, and I've done crisis counseling. And so I'm not, I haven't done hostage negotiation, but I've done crisis counseling, you know, people who are in distress and it's like, you know, I wanted this game to be something cause I'll never get a game about that. And this is the closest that I'll ever get. And then getting it to the table and then rolling all those zeros and not knowing, you know, like, like constantly reveal demand. I got to reveal demand first turn. Has to happen every single time. Otherwise, I'm going to lose. And it's like, like things, like getting into those early traps was definitely a, a struggle. But then you helped me actually with, in the podcast that we did. And then, you know, sticking with it and seeing the abductor packs, like how they unfolded. I loved Gonzalo Herrera. Uh, just like the way that, that I think he was abductor number four. Actually, it was, yeah. it was the Peterson twins were very fun because they were inspired by Die Hard, clearly. 
Um, and then the number four pack, like, so I'd got them pretty early and getting those to the table really helped because then it, that really mixed up gameplay. There's more here type thing. So Mike's uh, wife, uh, illustrated that pack too. So that's, that's yeah, right. The Peterson twins and lull for whatever their names are. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is like, uh, it started off as like a filler card and dice game. And just the fact that you were able to kind of get as far as you did off of a card and dice game engine like i mean we're, we're giving you a lot of crap about it and everything but like i think just just the fact that you were able to kind of squeeze that fruit and i don't i don't think every card game has it like i couldn't imagine like oni rim career you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i already try to ignore like the all the flavor text they write about that world anyway it's like oh all and right. the dreams are swirling in the, the door incubate and the song day yeah it's oh, like man no, i don't yeah. care <laughs> What's this icon? That's that right. good. <laughs> it's also, I mean, it's not like, it's not really something people do. Like you don't make a game. It, you, it's, I'm weird, right? Like I work backwards, I guess, but like no one makes a game and then, oh, let's like go through all this like story in it where it wasn't there before. Um, but like here, you know, that, that was actually what made kind of the most sense to do. Just because I mean, it requires so much stuff, as you know, and you covered that in your video, Jason. Like, it's not a like it, the entry fee for hostage is uh, super low, but right. if you want career, I mean, and, and it, it was always made for people who love the game. Like, I don't expect anyone that doesn't like the game to think, oh, career's gonna like make me love this game now. Um, Which, honestly, Pandemic Legacy did that. Like bang that like I there was so many people I think I made the point of video where like I will not play Pandemic I just don't like it but Pandemic Legacy added enough yeah. where it's fun the stickers the story the thing the twists and turns and things that happen and I and maybe you know I kind of want to head that off where it's like maybe people think career is the thing that'll make me love this game and I don't think it plays out the same way. I mean it do, it did for me. I, I think if you're I, a lukewarm on it, it can it definitely. I mean. It, I think most people would agree that it improves the experience. Yeah. Um, however, if you're just like a mechanics first person and like, you don't like the, a lot of people just can't wrap their heads very well around risk management. And like, maybe I don't need to play a card here and maybe I shouldn't roll for this now. And keep AKA this luck. Is that what you're talking people, about? AJ it just doesn't work that way. And like super smart people. And like, these are the, like, they can kill you at an engine building game. They can see out like 10 turns ahead. But like this tactical decision right here is just like owning me. Like there's just some people like, and, and I'm almost the opposite. Like I'm very tactical thinker. Like I'm not great at like engine builders, man. Like I just like, I'm too focused on the here and now, I guess. But all that to say, like, I mean, that's, it's kind of intentional, right? Like, and I'm not trying to, at this point, like his <laughs> career is certainly not trying to change anyone's mind. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, but the good news is, I mean, the the fans and the people that love the game, like you guys have, have really like enjoyed it, and it's it's uh, yeah, with it with few exceptions. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's been well received, it seems. Cool, and you got more, you know, like, and this is the last chapter of of that book, and now you have you know Final Girl, which is coming out, and I mean, I see all the packs that are for it. I mean, you're insane. To <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a beast. Um, it's a, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to see uh, 
how how that one's going to be received. I know Mike Mike got to preview it, so he's he's a fan. I think. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, wait till it. you get the wait till you get the whole thing, man. I'm excited. I mean, dude, just like the stuff you were like adding during the dang campaign. It's like the yeah. freaking birds. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and like all the we did so much writing in like the lore and scenario book, and like we're gonna have a a web app for like make your own final girl where you can go, you know slap whatever you know your photo or or your favorite character from something on there and make your own card so it's going to be like it's going to be a cool experience for folks cool all right well if you made it this far uh and you either played the played through the story and you're enjoying it or you just feel like you know watching this you don't really have that attachment to it uh thank you so much for uh to the audience for um traveling along thank you so much michael this is a school night so, uh, you know, always thankful that you are able and, to. And I'm, I'm running our first digital debate of the year uh, tomorrow. I still have to make all the uh, schematics. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. And and uh, doing a million playthroughs and talking to a million designers. and uh, you, you need more sleep, man. Self-care. Self-care. That's the big thing. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, I'll, try to, <laughs> I'll try to go to bed after I'm done working with Peter on some design stuff. <laughs> And uh, Mr. AJ Porfirio from Van Rider Games, who has hopefully whet your appetite, not only for uh, the sales and the deals on the Van Rider website, but also Final Girl and products beyond. Yes. Uh, you have intimated that there are other things coming from the Pike. I, will, I always ask the publisher. They never tell me, so I'm not even going to bother. Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to shout out because uh, I covered the graphic novel Adventures Series 3. That's really good. Uh, something there for everybody. Like, you might not love every title, but you're going to like at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, big thing, I, I, I've opened it, but I haven't played it yet, AJ, but I just got my, uh, what is it? Oh, Smoke and Mirrors. Oh, God, it's like sitting right next to my, uh, <laughs> my Smoke and Mirrors, like Detective City of Angels. Gosh darn, that game is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's I still actually... need to get that to the table. I still haven't played it. Well, well here, here's, here's what you need. Okay, here's what I need, uh, AJ, your next project. So have, <laughs> add some career cards where you just wash out of the hostage negotiator force and time travel and you end up in like film noir time, you know, like as a detective and you play a city of angels case and then you come yeah. back. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, like, yes. uh, like Brandon Sanderson does with his books where it's like, it's all the series, but then there's like a Cosimir thing where it's like all the games are in one universe and you can kind of travel between them. I think that might be beyond <laughs> a hair beyond. <laughs> You yeah. fit it all in one hostage negotiator box, you know. Right. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up detective because actually, uh, even though we kickstarted a while back, it, it was a what we call the VRG Select title uh, that we didn't put through retail distribution. Uh, but we've changed the strategy. We've communicated all the backers, and it's actually coming out in retail nice. uh, on November 23rd, which is I guess it'll be in the past once this goes out. But uh, so that is going to be more widely available uh, for folks to pick up if they're interested. And then, yeah, we've got some other things. We there's another thing we we may announce uh, between now and but by the time this goes up, but it's uh it's it's a game that's not going to go to Kickstarter. It's going to go straight to uh, through normal retail channels. So uh, I'm excited about that one. That's that's a a game I've designed, um, and it's it's uh, I think it's an awesome product. So. I can't, I'm, I'm not going to, I can't say anything else past that yet, but there is a, there will be an announcement on that soon. I hope you all enjoy that shelf story. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. This is Jason reminding you, if you can change your mind, you can change the world. So until next time, later everybody.
See ya. Thanks, Jason. All right, so we are going to end the regular podcast here, and we are going to cut to a spoiler wall. So if you don't want to know anything about career, uh, and you want to just actually go get the product that's available on the Van Ryder uh, game store and uh, places near you. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list. All right. Now the real fun begins. We are now in the spoiler section. Uh, hopefully, I remember to put in giant like walls of stuff and noises and bugs. Yeah. AJ, what the hell? <laughs> what, you didn't like my ending? Oh, God. I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> I already knew what it was. I was so... Okay, um, so... I was so into it. I, I, I think by, so then you get, to, I get to year five. I'm, I'm just playing on the app. I'm having a good time, whatever. I get to year five and it's like, okay, lift the box. And I had, because I filmed the, I, I filmed the crime wave review and I knew you had something under. So I knew there was something in there, but I hadn't played it. It just like looked interesting. I knew there's something in there. So then it's like, okay, year five. Okay. Play this thing. That's a secret. So the crime wave box, you open it, you get sicko. And then the sicko uh, thing is like just you really blow out the me- mechanisms, right? You're, you're you're using converse you're using the conversation points to travel, and you're using you know save uh, um, the the save things to kind of to search rooms, and it's like whoa, this is this is so cool. And you're playing that in the in the the, the, the flow of career, awesome. And then the way that the career deck arcs up intention they're like yo now you know you're having this you have this going on valerie sticks her nosy head in and she's doing her thing i was so into it and i know people i'm sticking i'm going towards the end but i have to this is why i got in touch with aj people um talking to you out there in uh youtube land um you get to the 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 straight ending and it is 17 different varieties of i am sicko uh yeah. <laughs> that's how it felt that's how so so go ahead and i will so, I'll let you well, go ahead and explain you like which one did you really get the very first one well i got to the very first one i got to be the tin man yeah that's the so that's the best ending so right that is like you you won a center like you got the best ending um yeah i, I kind of got on a virtuous cycle of like, you know, once you go get, get good and then I opened up like some of the good dice and I had the good yeah. conversation cards. And I, 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 you know, you, you get like, cause I've, I guess playing the app, I, you know, I, play, I played Edwin Quinn, I beat him. I played Donna Scarborough, I beat her. And then, you know, yeah. like I get, um, I get kind of ahead of the game and I felt mm-hmm. like I was in a good spot and I'm the tin man, but it's like, I don't want to be the tin man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a- <laughs> well, so Okay. So, a, okay. So, a, okay. So, so um, the Tin Man is actually a secret promo card um, that I just did one day, and I, I like, I want for a long time. I like wanted to say thank you, I guess, to all of the, the, the how it came about was I wanted to say thank you to everyone on BGG who had rated Hostage a ten. It told me they love the game. They're a huge fan, and so I made the Tin Man. 
but without telling them why they were getting it, I got their information and I sent it to them all. Mm. So like, it was almost like a little bit, like a very small, like ARG type thing. Like, and they were like, I put a little message in it. like hinted at why, you know, what this was. And they're all like trying to figure it out. It was awesome. Like it was so cool. Mm. Um, and so I was like, I loved it. And like, I made it though, that you can never buy that car, at least not from Banner. Hopefully no one ever sells it. Second hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I, I, I sent them the email. Hopefully I get mine. <laughs> yeah. So you have to earn it. Uh, yeah. And how you earn it up before career was like, I would do little games like that. Like I would go, okay, here's the thing. You've got to figure out what to do. And like, people would scramble and I'd be like the first 10 people to do it. And so 10 people would do it and they'd get it. And people would be like, Oh, when's the next chance? When, when can we get this? And, and so I was like, okay, like people really like this. And like, I know how big of completionist people are. So <laughs> like, I'm going to put a way to get this card in career. Right. Um, and so that, because trying to answer 5,000 career backers on, you know, why they're not getting this car and having to face that mob was something I just didn't want to do. So by putting it in there, I could say, okay, there's a way for you to get it in the product. You just have to play the product. Like I'm not, I'm not telling them how Mm -hmm. a few people were even frustrated by that because they didn't want to have to like, go figure it out or find it or get it through. So people were actually like, like, where's the tin man type thing? Oh yeah. There's okay. like, I mean, there's a thread on BGG where, where it was like causing real anxiety for, <laughs> for someone. Uh, I was like, Hey, look, like, it, I don't want this to like cause you anxiety. Like if that's the case, like here, you know, message me yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Like, I don't <laughs> like, I, I completionist is one thing to me. That's a whole nother thing. But I mean, you know, that's, that's a real thing for someone. And, and I don't want that. That's not what it's about. It's meant to be a fun thing that you can earn. And like, I mean, how many games do you, can you find a card in there that you earn and the publisher sends it to you? Like, I thought that was like a super cool thing. So anyway, that's, yes, that is the, that's the real ending. And that's where essentially you uh, cast out that, you know, clearly you, you know, in my story, like, I made it where you have a multiple personality and you don't know about it until that very end moment. Mm-hmm. So in that moment you overcome and like sicko is gone forever. And yes, you have to deal with the, like the, Oh crap. Like I took my spouse, like how, I, I did all these things like, and I wanted you to have that moment. And I, and I get like, I knew a lot of people are going to hate it. And that's fine. <laughs> like I'm totally good with it. I actually was like worried. Cause like, None of my playtest group hated it, and I was like, "And no one needs to hate this. Like, it's not as good as I, as I want it to be. If no one hates it, um, but yeah, AJ, I hated it. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I, I mean, a lot of people have, and that's. I fine, guess, like, okay, so maybe this was impossible to do because of a lot of reasons. Like, you know, the career is kind of the culmination of stuff. It's time to get together things as opposed to kind of like being there all the time and like. I guess I could just, I didn't feel like it was, there was enough crumbs in there. There are, it, there are definitely crumbs in there. Um, whether you, they're, they're subtle sometimes and subtle, sometimes they're not. Um, definitely in the ending cards, there's like a very specific one in there that is a huge clue. All right. I think you ask who's like, you get to ask Sicko, like, who is he really? 
Um, and like, he, he, he says something like, who am I, who are you? Or like something okay. like it, the, the crumbs are there, or at least I tried to make the crumbs there, but there's even stuff further up in the career. Now you may not get some of those cards. Cause like, that's obviously random, but, um, and I even did some, if you played the mini career during the Kickstarter, which was like completely separate, I actually put some clues in that even. So like, but I mean, you don't know what you're looking for. So like, I don't right. hold it against anyone, but I think if you go back and play it, you might see some of those. Um, it's like, but, um, like fight they're not like right? slamming you over the head. Like, mm-hmm. okay. You could, t- I don't, I didn't want you to totally see the ending coming. Like that. I think, I feel like that would have been even worse. Like if you like, got to it and you were like not surprised and you were like yeah i saw that coming yeah that i was sick of the whole time yeah i, I guess like my I, i'm sorry because mike you played the alternate pack right you didn't even get to this well yeah so here's here's my experience because i remember aj um when i was like talking to you when i was reviewing the game and i was like hey i finished and you were like so what'd you think of the ending i was like no it was, it was really cool like i really like, <laughs> like uh, almost became chief of police and you were like oh yeah no, that, that, that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you played the alternate. And that's fine. And, and here's the thing, too. Like, each of the alternates exist in its own parallel universe. So you're not sicko in those other right. uh, finales, like, and you never were. So, like, it's not this thing where, like, you should always hold on to, like, is that how it always is? And it's completely not the case in the other ones. So the, and the story, thing is, the world is the world is fluid. Like, mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense, like a new career sicko is completely some third party. If you play one of the alternate finale packs and it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Your, your door is slowly creeping open. I don't know if there's yeah. a, what are you doing? No, go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be a sneaky child. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be in bed. Go. Podcast listeners, go ahead and turn over to Shelf Stories YouTube channel uh, to check out AJ's son who has snuck into his room. <laughs> See, now you know. Now you know why I come up with all these stories. Um, yeah, what I was going to say is my experience is so different because uh, I played the the alternate finale and thought it was great, like really loved it. And then uh, Jason was talking to me in advance of this, and he was like, "Oh my god, I hated the ending oh where you're god. sicko," and I'm so like, mad. "Oh." Oh wait, you're oh, oh I'm, I'm, what am I? Who am I? <laughs> so then, I, so then I played through again to see prep for this, and I thought it was great. But I, I don't know how I would have felt if that was the experience. You know what I mean? Like knowing it was coming and being like, "Ooh, something totally different." How can I like right. wing this? I'm, you know, I thought it was totally cool, but yeah, it like, I, like I, I can't it, recapture. You know, it is like seeing uh, you know spoilers that these movies have spoiler endings. It is seeing something like The Sixth Sense or Fight Club, or, right? Uh, you know, the usual suspects or boys don't cry, you know, or whatever, like seeing any of those. And if somebody tells you beforehand, you'd be like, that was very artistically interesting. We don't know like what your original, like, right. oh, visceral I mean, reaction. I get why like the lawful good folks feel like you pulled the rug out from under. Cause that, they want, that, right. See, like, that, yes, thank you. They thank want you. this, yes. like, I'm this great negotiator. And like, I have all these accolades and they want to stand on the metal stand. They want the chief to put the metal on their neck. And that is, it's just not, what I wanted to do. <laughs> so, I, I feel like, so, okay. I mean, I got the feeling 
So you mentioned a bunch of movies, right? I'm Mass Effect, the the, the original trilogy oh, video game was. I mean, the, the end. So, so that's what happened, right? So like they gave you this whole idea of like you have all these choices. It worked out similar to yours, right? I don't know if you played the video game at all, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's like to the Paragon Path and Renegade Path. So you your choices weren't as moral, but in that video game, you always you like like ten, twelve times in the game, you'd have this like huge fork in the road choices. And they would affect the game, right? And that was like the big promise was like your choices will like make this whole big ending and you'll be able to kind of tell your story. And then at, by the time Mass Effect 3 comes around, different dev team, different vision, different story. And it ended up just being like three, like the same ending, but three different colors. And it yeah. was just like, like you took that from me. You know, but, you, I you know, wanted Jason, to make my thing and you took it from me. I, I hear you, but I think you're using the wrong uh, analogy because- Mass Effect 3 was literally the same ending, three different colors. Right. And an, well, another one that uh, that I love and also hate at the same time is a lot of the uh, the Telltale video games. Uh, like yeah, the, the Magician's uh, Choices, yeah. Yeah, like like the, these fake choices, but you get railroaded to the same thing at the end. I, I would compare this more... Uh, spoilers again, this is just a massive spoiler. Um, yeah, we're in the spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. If anybody's uh, played uh, Knights of the Old Republic, have you played that? Yeah, I, ne- I didn't finish it, but I played it. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, well, sorry, I'm spoiling you guys too. Then, so yeah, I, I, do I, it, man. This, this it's Star Wars. Game. I don't this care. I could not care less. At the end of Knights of the Old Republic, it's or near the end, it's revealed that you were a Sith Lord the entire time who lost your memory. Um, so you were this mass murderer. You were this evil person, and nothing you do will change that. The story that they set out with from the beginning was that right. you are this mass murderer and you have done terrible things in the past. Yeah. But at the end, you still get to determine your fate and you can continue to be that mass murderer or you can become a better person. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I didn't look through all the endings like it sounds like you did, Jason. I just like, kind of like took my one sicko ending. But Yeah, I mean, and there's de- my favorite one is actually the alternate choice on that final card where you actually think you're taking sicko in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you get in there and like everyone's like jaws drop. Mm-hmm. You turn around looking for him, and he's not there, and they cuff you, and like that's it. That's <laughs> that's my favorite. But I mean, a couple of the endings in that one, like if you don't do well in the finale, you can you cannot have that spoiled for you. Like I think there's one where you you just kill yourself because like right. sicko just completely outplayed you, but it doesn't necessarily tell you. Like you don't get that. So if and like. All, there's no one I've heard of yet, really, that hasn't looked at the other endings like kind of a natural thing. Yeah, if you get um, that far, you know, and yeah, it has all the I branches, it. like it's natural. But like my intent was, you know, if you get that and you don't look, like you could still get the the surprise later. But, but yeah, I, actually, okay. So I will I will admit that the natural ending that was the ending I got was the yeah. I turned myself because that's the Paragon choice, right? Yeah. Uh, the, like the paragon yes. choice, the lawful good choice, mm-hmm. which is which is what made me so mad. I did the lawful good choice. I envisioned my host negotiator as like this sterling paragon of whatever. I, I'm a cheese ball guy, so just leave, you leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I, I love I love, just love goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was a theology student. I was almost a priest. So <laughs> this is not just in yeah. me. So then I took the lawful good choice. And I was like, oh, now I'm sicko. And I, I kind of saw where it was going because of the way the questions were playing out. And, you know, the, the, the face-to-face, that's very, like, kind of movie cinematic-like. And it's like, you know, you're asking yourself. That, that's, a, that's a big movie trope. So I'm like, okay, this is, this, is this where it's going? Really? Oh, wait, I get to take him in. 
Oh, which is no. the critical, I mean, that's, the, that's the critical apex where it's like the game is pointing you to tell him to like shoot himself, but that's uncomfortable, right? Like as a right. player, man, it's like, man, I, I really want to like just tell him to kill himself right in front of me. But like there are subtle clues that like that's actually the right decision. And obviously that's not what happens. Like he just kind of disappears. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get the main ending other two are totally different and i think you'll definitely enjoy them mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I am getting the finale pack i think colin's gonna send me over the the finale this alternate flag pack, so i can't wait to uh, to appeal into that uh, and i'll be i'll yeah. be playing this game for a long time um yeah and, i mean and I ju- he- just wait for aj to release finale four where you yeah. sicko, but you weren't sicko, and there really is a sicko. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I can completely just retcon everything, like like uh, the last Star Wars trilogy did. Just like, yeah, dude. Like, Palpatine is alive and for some reason. He's just there. There he is. Dark force magic. Boo. <laughs> your your spouse didn't die. She's back. <laughs> your spouse was sicko the whole time. She kidnapped herself. Right. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Has like a female clown on. It's like, what is this female clown doing here? This is it. <laughs> bride of bride of sicko. Oh That'd be great. Uh, but that honestly, that's like the big one. I mean, we could talk more about like the the envelopes with the replacement cards and the the oh. die. Like that was cool. Like you know, because I couldn't re- like I, I guess again that's that's a function of playing it fast. It's a function of playing it like into two a.m. I did. Oh. I there were no, there was no subtlety happening. I was like, okay, I got to find out what happens. Yeah. Right. I actually kind of. That's kind of how I read, though. Like, I'll read once to get it, and then I'll backfill, and then I'll pick up all the subtle clues. So maybe that's kind of where I got tripped up was I wanted to just get there, and then I would have filled in on the back end, and I just didn't, you know, I, did, I didn't see what was coming. I felt very sucker punched, though. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I mean, there's not a ton, but there's stuff in there, and you'll probably now notice it when you see it. Um, right. Because I also couldn't be too overt with it because, like, if you are playing one of the other finale packs, like that's not even really a thing. So like it had to be subtle enough where it could still, you know, the things that happen could still work even in the situations where you play a different finale and you're not, you're not that. Yeah. And actually that's, uh, that's probably my biggest complaint different than Jason's complaint. Cause I didn't mind any of the finales I've played so far. Um, mission five, if you're not playing the main finale, feels a little forced, you know what I mean? It's like sort of like this weird thing that kind of pops in and then never gets resolved again, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, you, that's fair. you definitely had a full story with the main finale and then it's like, sicko, kill my yeah. wife. And I'm, and of course with me, I suck at mission five. So I have not saved my wife <laughs> once. Hard. Hard. So freaking hard, man. That's, um, why they're, that's why they're alternate finales, yes. right? Like, I mean, the, the ending that you get with it is, that's my true ending, right? Like, right. but it's fun to sort of, to do. Yeah, it's and like, it's not—it's not like a true complaint. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's no, it's like fair. It's totally like, fair. like things can break. It doesn't—it breaks the immersion a little bit, but yeah. whatever. It's still fun. 